welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Neverbands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is an incredible Bible for you, for your family, for your home, and you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to follow along at www.5daybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 231. If you have just found the podcast, I want to welcome you. I do not want you to feel overwhelmed or behind or any of those things. I tend to feel that way on a regular basis anyway because of how my mind operates, so I totally get it. But this is not a podcast where... Um, you have to follow the day, every day, all these. No, I really don't want to promote that. I just want to promote you getting into the Bible, <laughs> okay? So, like, if you're here for a day and then you're not here for a couple of weeks and you come back, okay, great. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to check in on you all as well, okay? Just that you are taking time out of your day, right, when, when you can, Um, especially if you're just getting started with this whole thing. I know that I have actually never read the entire Bible, and I still haven't until I finish this podcast this year. So there you have it, folks. Um, I used to say that at the beginning uh, when I started recording at the beginning, but I just want to remind you every once in a while that, you know, I'm just a person just like you, not an expert, and um, there, there is no rhyme or reason. Okay, I'm just, I'm doing this because I want you to have a way to read the Bible in a year, and this is it, right? This this is just one of those ways. Many people do these podcasts. This is just one of them. So you can absolutely join in today. You can finish out this year right here as we finish this out, or you can just be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that today's my day one. And you can just go ahead and go to the day one episode and get started right now. So either way, I'm just so grateful that you're here. And if you have been doing this since the beginning, thank you so much. Thank you so very much for going along on this journey. And I just, I pray that it has uh, been a transformative experience for you and one that you will continue. I know that I plan on doing that for sure. All right, well, today we are going to be reading Ezra 1 and 2 and John 21. So a little bit about the book of Ezra. I love this Bible because it's a, it's, I mean, it's a study Bible and also has 
the historical documents from the Founders Era. So it truly is an incredible Bible. So a little bit about Ezra. Um, written 538 to 457 BC, so kind of around the same time frame as Daniel uh, that we just finished. So that's interesting. And um, I like how we are reading that close to Daniel as well. So the purpose of this book. This book sets forth in stark contrast the faithfulness of God and the unfaithfulness of man. In that sense, its message is timeless. For to this day, that singular contrast is yet evident. This is the story of the return of the Jews after 70 years of captivity in Babylon and the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, and it prophesies hope for us today of how we can restore the foundations of old and see the former greatness restored. The plan of God that emerged through the edict of King Cyrus of Persia could not be clearer. Ezra shows us how God uses the efforts and strategies of mere human beings to accomplish his plan. Yet returning home to the site of their most humiliating and shameful defeat and seeing the burned rubble and devastation must have been daunting. Ezra shows how easily God's people can become discouraged by the difficulties they face and consequently lose heart, surrendering their moral distinctive as God's people and causing delays to God's plan. Yet, at each turn, God faithfully steps in and provides leaders, sending the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, who encouraged the people and engaged them back into completing the work of rebuilding the temple. Ezra was a priest, and his name means the Lord has helped. The book that bears his name provides this over and over. The Book of Ezra, Chapter 1 Cyrus's Proclamation Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he sent a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all his people, may his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. Every survivor, at whatever place he may live, let the men of that place support with him, support him with silver and gold, with goods and cattle, together with a free will offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Holy vessels restored. Then the heads of fathers' households of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites arose, even everyone whose spirit God has stirred to go up and rebuild the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. All those about them encouraged them with articles of silver, with gold, with goods, with cattle, and with valuables, aside from all that was given as a freewill offering. Also, King Cyrus brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and put in the house of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, and them brought out by the hand of Mithradath, the treasurer, and he counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. Now, this was their number, 30 gold dishes, 1,000 silver dishes, 29 duplicates, 30 gold bowls, 410 silver bowls of a second kind, and 1,000 other articles. All the articles of gold and silver numbered 5,400. Sheshbazar brought them all up with the exiles who went up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Number of those returning. 
chapter 2. Now, these are the people of the province who came up out of the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away to Babylon and returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his city. These came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sarahiah, Relaiah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvi, Rehum, and Bana, the number of the men of the people of Israel, the sons of Parosh, 2,172, the sons of Sheftatiah, 372, the sons of Era, 775, the sons of Pehath Moab, of the sons of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the sons of Elam, 1,254, the sons of Zatu, 945, the sons of Zekai, 760, the sons of Bani, 642, the sons of Babai, 623, the sons of Asgad, 1,222, the sons of Adonakam, 666, the sons of Bigvi, 2,056, the sons of Aden, 454, the sons of Adar of Hezekiah, 98, the sons of Bezai, 323, the sons of Jorah, 112, the sons of Hashem, 223, the sons of Gibar, 95, the men of Bethlehem, 123, the men of Nadufa, 56, the men of Anathoth, 128, the sons of Asmaveth, 42, the sons of Curium Arium, Curiath Aram, Shephira and Biroth, 743, the sons of Rama and Giba, 621, the men of Michmas, 122, the men of Bethel and Ai, 223, the sons of Nebo, 52, the sons of Magbish, 156, the sons of the other Elam, 1,254, the sons of Haram, 320, the sons of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725, the men of Jericho, 345, the sons of Sinah, 3,630. Priests returning. The priests, the sons of Jediah, of the house of Jeshua, 973, the sons of Immer, 1,052, the sons of Pashur, 1,247, the sons of Haram, 1,017. Levites returning. The Levites, the sons of Jeshua and Kadmiel, of the sons of Hodaviah, 74, the singers, the sons of Asaph, 128, the sons of the gatekeepers, the sons of Shalom, the sons of At. Atter, the sons of Talman, the sons of Akub, the sons of Hatita, the sons of Shobai, in all 139. The temple servants, the sons of Ziha, the sons of Hasufa, the sons of Tabaoth, the sons of Kuros, the sons of Siaha, the sons of Padan, the sons of Lebanah, the sons of Hagabah the sons of Akub, the sons of Hagab, the sons of Shalmai, the sons of Hanan, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Gehar, the sons of Re'aiah, 
the sons of Rezin, the sons of Nakoda, the sons of Gazam, the sons of Usa, the sons of Pesaiah, the sons of Besai, the sons of Asna, the sons of Munim, the sons of Nephesim, the sons of Bakbuk, the sons of Hakufa, the sons of Harher, the sons of Basluth, the sons of Mahida, the sons of Harsha, the sons of Barkos, the sons of Sisera, the sons of Tema, the sons of Neziah, the sons of Hatapha, the sons of Solomon's servants, the sons of Satai, the sons of Hasaphurath, the sons of Peruda, the sons of Jala, the sons of Darkin, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Sheftaiah, the sons of Hatil, the sons of Pokoreth, Hazabam, the sons of Ami. All the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were 392. Now these are those who came up from Telmalah, Telharsha, Cherub, Adan, and Emmer, but they were not able to give evidence of their father's households and their descendants, whether they were of Israel. The sons of Delaiah, the sons of Tobiah, the sons of Nakoda, 652. Priests removed. Of the sons of the priests, the sons of Habaiah, the sons of Hakos, the sons of Barzillai, who took a wife from the daughters of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and he was called by their name. These searched among their ancestral registration, but they could not be located. Therefore, they were considered unclean and excluded from the priesthood. The governor said to them that they should not eat from the most holy things until a priest stood up with Urim and Thummim. The whole assembly numbered 42,360, besides their male and female servants who numbered 7,337, and they had 200 singing men and women. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, their donkeys 6,720. Some of the heads of fathers' households, when they arrived at the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, offered willingly for the house of God to restore it on its foundation. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury for the work 61,000 gold drachmas and 5,000 silver minas and 100 priestly garments. Now the priests and the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and temple servants lived in their cities and all Israel in their cities. John chapter 21, Jesus appears at the Sea of Galilee. After these things, Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and he manifested himself in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will also come with you. They went out and got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, Children, you do not have any fish, do you? They answered him, No. 
And he said to them, cast the net on the right hand side of the boat and you will find a catch. So they cast and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on for he was stripped for work and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards away, dragging the net full of fish. So when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire ready, laid the fish and placed on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus provides. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Love Motivation So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my lambs. He said, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Shepherd my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Our times are in his hand. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will, will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. Now this he said, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back on his bosom at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Therefore, this saying went out among the brethren that the disciple would not die, Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but only, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books that would be written. And those are our readings today. John is probably, probably one of my favorite books now. It is absolutely beautifully written. Absolutely beautiful. Thoroughly enjoyed that. <clears throat> and I hope that you did too. Just, I love how he just focuses on the light of Jesus. Just has such a, a beautiful um, 
writing style or portrayal of him. It's just beautiful. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't have much really to offer today except except that. We learned a little bit more about Ezra and the time frame, which is wonderful. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time today in your word. Thank you for all the different people that we get to to meet in your book that were involved in writing your living word. It's truly incredible to, to, ima- to imagine, to think about what these people must have been thinking or experiencing and what a gift and treasure that we have. You, your words for us, whenever, whenever we want them, they're there for us. Just like you are always there for us. Help us to take the action to open this book. Each day. To open up this book when we are having a challenge in life. Or when we just simply want to rejoice. When we want to call upon joy before it happens. Or when we just want to bring in joy just to do that. Help us to open this book so that we can hear you talking to us. Thank you for all that you provide for us. Let me say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Just so glad that you were here. There's no pressure in this podcast. No challenges. Just being in the Word of God. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.